Welcome back in episode 84 of the Sharon Fitzmaurice podcast. And my guest today is Jen Kroll, Psychic Starlight. <laughs> Psychic Starlight was born after years of dealing with depression from her bed, which she most often retreated to, wanting to disappear from the pain of being. But a little spark grew and it called Jen to shine. Jen now offers a variety of services with the intention to uplift, enlighten and empower. Every session is a unique experience, offering her local and international clients tools and guidance to carry on through their journey. Jen is also a tarot reader, a yogi and an astrologer. What an amazing lady. Jen, you are very welcome. Thank you, Sharon. So happy to be here. So lovely. And Jen and I met, would you believe it, on a plane. <laughs> And, you know, people say that I would talk to anybody. I would talk to anybody, but I wouldn't, you know, really purposely put myself out. But I met you right. and your lovely friend, I think it was on the flight home from Canada to Ireland. That's right. Yeah. And we really connected immediately. And I think that's what I love about energetic work is energetically we feel a connection to people even sometimes without the big long conversations or that's right. we just know we're going to connect. And of course we connected online and <laughs> kept that connection. And I've been watching Jen grow and develop over that first meeting, which is so beautiful. And I'm delighted that you're on Jen to share some of your story and your work with our listeners. Thank you so much, Sharon. And I do remember that connection. It was just such a beautiful you know, coming together, you know, Elaine and I thought, wow, we know something, you know, magical is happening here when, uh, <laughs> when we connected for sure. <laughs> I have the shivers when you said that. Yes, and it is. Yeah. For me, it's very like our souls are reconnecting. We've known That's each right. other in another time and place. And there's no such thing as just an accident. For me, it was kind of synchronicity. Yeah, yeah so amazing how it all unfolds. <laughs> yes, yeah, so beautiful. So you have so much to offer to our listeners, mm -hmm. but we're going to go back, Jen, to, I suppose, one of the hardest times for you mm -hmm. and, you know, probably one of the other hardest times. Yes. But when you were eight years of age, uh, your papa passed away mm -hmm. and you began to communicate with him right after his transition. This led the way to today where you as a psychic medium connect with loved ones in spirit and channels guidance for her clients. I just love that, not that your father passed away, but the connection that you continue to have with him after his mm -hmm. transition. And for people that are listening and they may not understand what they, they you mean by communicating with him, right. can you tell us the story about your papa passing and how that lovely communication started? Yes. Um, so I remember... Uh, Feeling that feeling like um, Papa came forward to talk to me and we knew he wasn't well and um, I could still sense him in a non-energetic way, almost like a dream. Uh, I would have visions and conversations with him in a dreamlike state and knowing that his spirit was very healthy and well and that we could still communicate with each other the same way, um, just in a non-physical way. And, you know, when my family told me, I had already sensed that he had passed without really knowing too much. That was the first 
death in the family that I had experienced. Um, and so I wasn't quite sure. I didn't really feel like there was a death. I just knew his physical body wouldn't be here anymore, but we would still, you know, be able to connect with each other and still communicate. And I saw a vision of him come forward, looking healthy, smiling. He had this great smile and just saying, I'm okay. And, and we'll be okay. And, um, from that point on, I just knew, just as we are talking now, that it was still possible to keep that connection with loved ones um, and, and you know, maintain that relationship just in a different form, in a different way. Mm, so beautiful. And when, again, as you were talking, mm. the shivers, you know, my energy mm. is just alive with all of that <laughs> love <laughs> and connection. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Before, prior to your papa passing, did little Jen have experiences of, you know, seeing spirit or even having that communication in a non-physical way? And what was it like for little Jen, you know, experiencing <laughs> all of that? It was a very different world um, <laughs> and a lot of fun. Very interesting. Uh, however, it was a little bit of a struggle as I tried to explain to everyone around me the world I was experiencing and not everyone could see that or hear that or sense it. And I remember, you know, quite often wandering off into, you know, nature and being with the rocks and the trees. And I could feel the fairies, they would come in, I could feel the unicorns come in. And I was talking to the flowers and the plants and the trees, and the rocks and the ground and the earth. And we were having these great conversations in yeah. <laughs> connecting. And um, it was such a beautiful experience. But it did feel a little bit lonely, Sharon, because uh, not everyone had that same experience. Um, yeah. But it was so delightful to feel that connection, to have that. And I do remember um, quite young, probably around five or six, uh, having some visitations with Jesus who would come forward mm -hmm. and just be there. And there were no words exchanged really necessarily. He just showed up in this beautiful, loving energy. Um, I'm from a non-religious background. We sort of, our parents gave us, you know, free realm to choose where our path would go. And I just felt this beautiful connection come in and just all loving. Mm. Nothing needed to be said. It was just this beautiful expression. Mm. And um, so I had several, you know, encounters in, in that way. And then um, going about, you know, out with the family or things in different places, I could see their loved ones that have passed or who had lived in houses before. And, you wow. know, grandma rocking in the chair that's not, you know, physically there for all of us to see. But, you know, I can say hello, you know, and she's still having her tea by the fire <laughs> and all wow. of those things. So it was like a world upon worlds that, um, you know, uh, having those experiences going about mm -hmm. our days. Wow. Yeah. It's so lovely to hear you speak because, again, so much of my life, my early life resonates with it. But um, two things, I suppose, that, you know, kind of came flashing into me. First is the funny thing, like you, not that many years ago, I was obviously aware of spirit and work with spirit. And I went to a funeral of a friend and uh, our friend's mom, mom, I think it was, yes, but in the room, there was an old man that sat by the coffin and I thought he looked extremely alone for some reason. And there was a dog yeah. by his feet. And I thought to myself, isn't it beautiful? They left the dog in to mourn the life oh, of this lady also. Right. 
And I turned to my husband and I said, look at that lovely old man and the dog at his feet. And my husband (laughs) said, what man and dog? (laughs) And to me, he was as real as every other physical person in the room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he was belonging to this lady that had transitioned. And the dog also was belonging. And they were there just being (laughs) present with, you know, everybody in the room without everybody knowing or seeing them. So I had to laugh and go, okay, a good job. I said it to my husband and not to the lady beside me, or they would have really thought I was cracked. And the other thing going back is you had a beautiful experience when you were a child, you know, of that loving connection. And my experience was very different in that I was so fearful of seeing spirit and feeling this strong energy And the only thing I could relate to it in my reality was like ghosts and vampires, you know, that we weren't allowed to watch on the television and that they were all trying to get me. So I was terrified of seeing these, you know, non-physical beings in my little bedroom. (laughs) But I lived in a quite fearful um, state anyway as a child. So again, that was my natural reaction, you know, to something Mm -hmm. I didn't know of. And now I know that they were there to help and support me, as was my maternal grandmother. But Mm. I was so terrified and I had the lack of understanding that I didn't speak about it to anybody because a bit like you, I felt a bit lonely in it. Mm -hmm. But I was also afraid in case people would think I was a crazy little girl. Yes. You know, and then judge me. That was my own fear. And I know that going forward as an adult. So I love that you had that feeling you know, talking to being with nature, communing with nature, but also recognizing that it's a lonely journey when you're different to every other little child. Mm -hmm. And when you were at school, you know, did you ever share these experiences with your classmates, you know, and how would they react to it? And yes, exactly. I can relate to your experience of feeling the fear too, Sharon. And um, actually, it did feel overwhelming at one point where I remember being in my bedroom and saying, uh, this is scaring me and I don't know what to do. Um, Can you please not show me this way as I see you? Um, And then from that point on, spirit um, started showing me image in my in my head and my third eye is where I see it instead of through my eyes, where I would be looking out physically and seeing sort of everything on top of each other, almost like movies playing on top of movies. So I said this was scaring me and I didn't want to be afraid. And they respected that spirit respected that. And now I see the images in my third eye and continue to. But I would uh, gather with friends to play and I'd say, do you want to go play with unicorns and the fairies? And, you know, they're all here to play and and nobody could see, (laughs) you know. And then I remember, (laughs) you know, asking, well, you know, they're right here and and nobody could see. But they played along and they kind of thought, "Okay, maybe it's a little game or something, you know, Mm. um, you know, that we're creating in our imagination. Because often spirit works in that realm, too. Right. So Mm. um, (laughs) so that kind of happened. And after my papa passed. Um, I would say, you know, I see him, he's here at school with me. Mm. And I would tell teachers and, you know, adults around me and my parents were supportive in, in that realm. They, they listened. Mm. Um, I'm not sure they knew what to do with <laughs> yeah. you know, my experiences, <laughs> and, but you know, they were open to it. It was never a shut door, mm. which was nice. And um, some teachers around me were saying, oh, it's your grief. You know, he's appearing to you because it's your grief. 
Mm. And those were the moments where you started to feel that loneliness and um, feel like you weren't understood, you know, mm. and feel like something's different or that your reality isn't reality. And that's when we start feeling like something might be wrong with us. Mm. And that, you know, those experiences kind of started leading me to a place where I was experiencing depression and anxiety along the way to finding myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel you, girl. I feel yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know what yes. it made me also think mm-hmm. of, Jen, as you were talking, that there's so many children in our society today that mm-hmm. are different what society class is different and that they're labeled and put outside what the Mm. box we're supposed to fit into and that they should be treated differently and all of these Mm. things. And I think at the heart of it, they're just living a different way than everybody else. And Mm. who says we have to live one way? Can Mm -hmm. we not just live the way we want and experience the world the way we want? Because I think it um what's the word I want to use it frightens people maybe yes you know if you're different and to me now that difference is to be celebrated I know that now as an adult and I can say that like you can (laughs) but as you said when you're a child and if there's parents listening you know and they have a child that's deemed or classed as different the parent Mm -hmm. is extremely fretful for their child also Mm -hmm. And but as that child, imagine going out into the world like we did, knowing something different, but Mm. not sure how to express that to others who don't have the same experience. (laughs) Yes. And how that would lead you like it led me to that anxiety and depression and fear of maybe there is something wrong with me. Maybe I'm the crazy person, Mm. you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I different? And then you're not celebrating the difference any longer. Mm. You're trying to get rid of it to be the same as everybody else. Was that your experience, Jen? Very similar, Sharon. Yes. And I can relate to that. It's probably why we're kindred souls together, Mm. you know, and understanding each other's journey in that Mm. sense where it did become a very, uh, it, it became a scary place almost because how do I operate in this world that's telling me it's not that way, (laughs) right? And it's like, how do I be here when I know that what I'm experiencing is true, Mm -hmm. but not everyone else is understanding my language. And, and, you know, there's so many young souls and even, you you know, adults now that are still operating from that place of, if I share this, you know, there could be, you know, uh, it could be rejected, you know, Mm -hmm. someone, you know, I might not be accepted, I might not be loved, I might not feel worthy, right, if I express myself in these, you know, unique ways that that we all have. Mm -hmm. And, and it does become, you know, um, sort of, how do we start to change ourselves to fit in, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and then, when we're doing that, we're moving away from our authentic self, And that's when I feel like the depression comes in, you know, as well as, and we're dealing with other sorts of traumas and things and, and self-worth and self-understanding. And um, that depression comes in as we move further away from ourselves, trying to fit in, trying to make the world make sense. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. true. And you've reminded me in saying that, you know, when we're trying to be our authentic self Mm -hmm. and that depression setting in the way I kind of like to look at it is, 
And I think it's Michael Harding here in Ireland that said, what if depression was a way of you finally letting go of pretending to be, you know, everybody else, that you're tired Mm. of pretending and the depression lets you just let go of all of those pretenses. And then you start from the beginning. You start from who you truly are. And they're probably not his words. They're in my words. But it's Mm -hmm. kind of the only time I heard somebody speak, it sung to my soul because I thought that's exactly how I felt that Mm -hmm. in this world of pretending to be happy and joyful and doing everything the way everyone else was doing Mm -hmm. it wasn't feeding my soul. It wasn't nurturing me. But I had to try and let go in whatever way but it brought me down to the darkest place yes. within me yes. as it did with you Jen mm-hmm. and at the time it was horrible and it wasn't yes. very nice and pleasant now mm-hmm. again I can look back and say it was an amazing experience to move yes. through because I do feel I moved through because I'm very much about energy moving and flowing mm. And I felt like I moved through the darkness and I witnessed parts of me that I had hidden inside and hidden away. The love that I really wanted, I was afraid to ask for. Yes. Because as you said, afraid of rejection or Mm -hmm. being told, you know, that's ridiculous. How can you be that way? You have to be this (laughs) way. Yes, yes. So for me, it was moving through that darkness and also allowing myself to be in that place where I met all those shadows that I was so afraid of all of my life and (laughs) asked them to teach me now how I could be my most authentic self, not even realizing what my most authentic self was, but how to be me. Does that make sense, Jen? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, and what a journey, Sharon, you know, and, and you found your way yourself. Mm. And I think, you know, how brave, you know, how courageous to go into those depths, to go into that darkness and the shadow and retrieve, you know, mm. and bring that back to you, you know, and little Sharon too, right? Mm. You know, and little Jen, and we're out there, we're just trying to retrieve those pieces and, and put it together and and move through the darkness. I love how you said move mm. through the darkness. Um, and it felt like a long period of time for me, you know, a decade of really deep, dark time uh, for me, um, I was medicated. Uh, I was barely out of bed, barely showering, um, eating a lot, um, just vacated, but here, you know, and, and wanting to leave because I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where I was. I was lost and, and I felt hopeless and um, that's a heavy place to be in. Um, Mm. However, that heaviness, and I love, you know, that message that had reached you was that depression was that part of the rise you know Mm. that depression was that part of lifting up and coming back you know and finding that true self and um it was a difficult experience but it was also a very blessed experience in the sense where you know I could arrive back and I could find my way and and you found so many tools and so many gifts along the way on your journey, Sharon, and, just, mm. and telling your story and uplifting, you know, souls that may also feel lost in that yeah. dark place and not sure how to navigate their way. Yeah. Mm. 
you know, you've such a beautiful and eloquent, eloquent way of speaking, Jen, you know, that again, I always feel like it's just the energy just flowing so beautifully. It's just like that lovely song. Yeah. And, you know, even when you talk about and I know there's many people listening or maybe they'll share it with someone that's going through that deep, right. dark depression. And you talk about being medicated and not able to get out of bed and not wanting to be here. If there's somebody in this place right now. You know, I've spoke about it myself, but you and I love other people's perspective. And it's easy. They'll say it's easy for you to say that because you're out of it now. That's right. You know, yeah. But I'm mm -hmm. in it. I'm deep, deep in it. I'm buried in it. And I don't yes. want to come out. There's nothing no. for me out there. Why would yes. I try? Why would I fight? Mm -hmm. What would you say to them, Jen? It's a very good question, Sharon. And I'm, I'm just sort of traveling back to myself in that mm -hmm. period. And I wonder what it was, you know, what was it that kept calling, mm. um, you know, because I didn't, I wasn't interested in anything to fix it at the time. You know what I mean? I wasn't mm. interested in people's advice or trying to fix it, or I just thought this is it. This is where I'm staying, <laughs> yeah. you know, and um, I feel, you know, I was uh, close to my niece and nephew at, the, at that time, and they were very young at that time. And I was, you know, going to their house and spending a lot of time with them. And that feeling of having something to love. Mm -hmm. And um, that was, that was, you know, kind of the, the energy that started moving me forward and thinking these beautiful souls, you know, uh, my niece and nephew, and just putting the love in, into that space. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't feel it myself. I was disconnected from it. Yeah. But to have something that, you know, and pets, you know, there are great yeah. friends, you know, there are kindred soulmates, you know, and, uh, you know, they have something. If there's something to nurture, if you can't find it to yourself, mm -hmm. if there's something you can look after, whatever it is, a plant, you know, yeah. if there's something that, that helps bring that love up and out, I find, mm -hmm. you know, that gives us that sense of, a little more purpose mm. and and something to work towards and not to be so hard on yourself in that place you know I spent a lot of time a lot of the time being very upset with myself for being in that space and that mm. was part of the battle as well mm. um, and so you wage war on yourself <laughs> and it makes it a little bit tricky to navigate while you're at war with yourself trying to get yourself well yeah. you know yeah. and find something that interests you find a little thing and it doesn't have to be big mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be big at all mm -hmm. and sometimes find memories you know mm -hmm. we can we can travel through time to our memories and find things that felt good and it doesn't have to be big mm -hmm. and and it wasn't big for me it was little tiny things little tiny decisions and you know um check in with yourself and, and see what path is right for you. Uh, medication was not right for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it may be right for some, you know, and always check obviously with professionals on that case and, and with yourself and, and use your intuition as a guide. Um, but I think finding something that just brings that little bit of love that you can send out mm -hmm. helps pull that energy through. And you may, it might be hard, it might be difficult to find, honestly, because you get to that moment where it's just like, no, <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to close right down and, and it won't, I, yeah. I don't want to reach out. Yeah. 
you know, because yeah. many people will say they feel numb, they can't feel anything. Right. And yes. just as you said, they feel bad and then they beat themselves up for feeling bad and then <laughs> giving out to themselves for being in that place and being That's in that right. position. So it's constantly the criticism and the judgment of self. Mm. And I love when you said, you know, loving your niece and nephew, <laughs> it's like their presence was pulling the love up. Yes, yes. into <laughs> you and g- helping it to grow inside of you because I think a lot of the time depression is really about the lack of love we have for ourselves you yes. know it's the lack of self-love and self-belief in just who we are even if we haven't achieved everything or where we are or where we're not in our lives or where we want to be or we don't understand there's so many questions around it <laughs> But I think yes. it's really it's it's the forgot where you did experience love or you felt mm-hmm. joy in that moment, even if it was only the briefest moment. And right. to focus on that joy because you felt it before you felt the mm-hmm. love before you felt mm-hmm. the joy before. So, you know, you can experience it again. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's allowing yourself, Jen, though, isn't it? It is. Yep. And that can be a battle in itself. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Days, right? yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> so in this place of you moving through your darkness, mm-hmm. and I love that you said, you know, it's a place that you disappeared to because you wanted the pain to disappear from being, mm-hmm. from just being yes. who you are. Yeah. But you weren't being who you are. You were trying to be something else. And it's actually right. in that place of darkness, you probably found yourself, or as you said, mm-hmm. a little spark grew. Mm-hmm. I love that. And <laughs> it, it called on you to shine. What was the first moment or realization or knowing, you know, as you were going through that or moving through it, that you one day just felt like a slight glimmer of hope in your life, Jen? I do remember in... Um... December 2012, I was in the hospital uh, experiencing all sorts of things. My body was responding to most likely a lot of the emotional and mental um, Mm. issues that were going on with me. And um, I was hooked up to all these machines. I was having all these tests. There were nurses and doctors all around me. And I was lying there and I felt myself rise up out of my body and have a look down at myself. And I thought, this is a turning point. This is a crossroads. So I can choose to continue that path or I can pick something different. And what do I want? It was like this beautiful pause, you know, in time where I had to have this view, got to have this view of where do I go? Mm. And, and how do I want to feel from here? And I got to sort of have this lovely moment And I came back into my body, what it felt like. I went home. Um, I got up the next morning and just decided I need need to do something different. And, you know, I did detox off my medication. Uh, It wasn't supported, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, So it was extremely tricky because... I didn't feel I, I I found my way just like you found your tools, mm. you know, you, you taught yourself. Mm. Um, I found my way back. I just decided I didn't want to feel like that anymore. I didn't want to be that person lying in bed. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that because that was sort of the cocoon mm. that got me, you know, to fly. Mm. And so, you know, um, I just made that moment and that moment I came back into my body 
and started the journey. Um, I had gained over 120 pounds, you know, through that depression. So um, the weight and the detoxing and then the emotional detoxing and processing and all of that came. And, uh, you know, within a couple of years, I was moving and feeling back to life again. And it was quite an incredible journey since then. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And again, even very similar to me. That's why I'm smiling, you know, at our connection. Mm-hmm. It's again that time, the worst time, the dark night of my soul, as I called it, was that day, mm-hmm. that night when I was going to end it all because I wanted to end the pain. That's right. Wanted yes. to end the pain. And this mm-hmm. was the only way I thought I could end it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen, but I screamed from my soul, but silently, wow. because I was still afraid anyone would hear me and judge me yes, yes. and wouldn't help me. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they would help me. That would be worse because I'd always mm-hmm. learned to be self-reliant from a child. So when I did call it out and I screamed it from my soul, and I still remember that mm-hmm. night. And I remember oh. thinking, is there anybody really out there that can help me? Oh. And it's like that. It's I felt in that moment I had the power to help myself. Yes. I had the power all along to help myself, but I had to choose it just like you did. And it was every day after that, I took a step, smallest steps. They were the Mm. tiniest steps ever. And I took every little step. And every time I got to survive another hour and then another hour and then another day, I congratulated myself on surviving oh. that day because it was survival mode, yes. but in a different mindset this time. Mm-hmm. And it got better and easier and the steps got longer and yeah. they broadened out a little bit. And I discovered a whole new me and a whole new world because I was looking at the world very differently because I was now trying to show the real me, but trying yeah. to figure out who the real me was yes. in the process. <laughs> It's like rebirthing, isn't it, Jen? Exactly that, yes. (laughs) It's like, oh, who am I now? I'm out in the world again, like a child, you know, coming in, learning our senses again, you know, learning to walk and talk and and relate to the world. It is very much a rebirth. And, you know, I'm tearing up here, Sharon, because I I feel your journey as well and, Mm -hmm. and just overcoming that and how courageous that is to you know go through those moments um and and they are they seem like just the tiniest little steps and then I like that you said they broaden you know Mm. and and it does get easier it does get easier yeah yeah and I hope that whoever's after shivers again I hope (laughs) that whoever is listening to this you know and even if they're not in the deepest darkest place you know but maybe if they're just kind of wallowing around in their own thoughts and feelings Mm. and feeling a bit lost that you know maybe just that step you know a little step forward and sometimes just sitting for a little while and just asking yourself the question well what is it that I do want now instead of what the world expects me or what I've expected of myself what is it I want right now and sometimes that's sleep sometimes that's walk in nature Sometimes Mm. that's a chat with a good friend. Sometimes it's, I need medical support. I need psychological Mm -hmm. support. Whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you believe you need right now, take that step. That's enough for now, isn't it? It is. It's very much enough for now. You know, sometimes it was a bag of chips for me. Oh, God, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, you had the, I didn't even have the money for the bag of chips. (laughs) 
it's a good job, Jen, or I would have had 20. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just those moments, though, that that's the nurturing of the self. That's when it's like, yeah, this is what I need. And and some of us maybe weren't taught how to nurture self. Mm. You know, um, some of us maybe weren't shown, you know, mm. uh, what that's like. And um, just discovering those moments where you ask the question and and feel the response and feel what that's like, um, giving you that power that you had all along, as you had mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those beautiful moments that carry on from there. Mm. Oh, so mm. lovely. Love it. Mm. Love yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> so you go forward. You see, I would just go in so deep into this conversation, but I want to know more yes. about your work and everything else. So you've come from this place and you're figuring out rebreathing the wonderful Jen, the psychic starlight, her light mm-hmm. is shining bright. <laughs> and then did you choose or did you, as they say in Ireland, fall into the work or did you <laughs> did you choose to say this is now where I'm going to put my energy into this work wise or what happened, mm-hmm. Jen, for you? Yes, uh, looking back, because, you know, you see those little steps, but you don't realize what was taken, you know, at the time. And, um, you know, I had shut down in my world, so I didn't have a lot going on. You know, I wasn't doing a lot. And then the tarot kind of called me and I thought that would be interesting to teach myself, you know, the tarot and play with cards and, and learn the language of tarot. And so I did that from my bed. I started there. And social media came along, you know, 2007, and I saw all these people sharing these things. And I thought, wow, this is cool. I can, you know, so I started a page and I thought I'll just share some cards, you know, and and share some messages and see, you know, who relates and and make a connection there before I stepped out into the the world, you know, and and then more opportunities kind of presented themselves. And I always like to say it's not a job. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's who I've always been. Uh, but now I get to share it with clients and friends and family and other people that I meet along the way uh, in sessions. And from an early age, I knew that I was slightly different, <laughs> which I embrace now, you know, yes. and, I hope, and I hope everyone does for themselves. And I didn't want people to ever feel that that depth, that loneliness, that, you know, feeling misunderstood um you know and and I believe it is part of our journey of of self-discovery you know the roads that we take but um I wanted people to feel like there was hope and um starlight came because of the star card in the tarot and that is the one that brings the light the hope the light in the darkness and Mm -hmm. so I started giving tarot readings from that place um I joined um some psychic meditation groups and the first meditation I had, the unicorn guide came in and I thought, oh, hello, old friend. <laughs> I see you again. <laughs> After so much time had passed, you know, and there she was. And wow. I thought, wow, OK, it's still there. It's always there with us yeah. and at any time, you know, and for all of us and all of us have access to it. And I just really wanted to share that mm-hmm. with people who maybe felt misunderstood or yeah. felt hopeless or lost, you know, in those dark moments. Yeah, there's so much more to us. You know, I know we're very framed in the human physical body in the human world. 
And mm-hmm. again, that expectation, you know, of societal views and beliefs. Mm-hmm. And again, we look at, well, we don't all fit into that box. You know, some of us are right. a little bit outside the box, thank goodness. <laughs> yes. And it's to not only just find your way, you know, through that, but mm-hmm. also to stand in your power and believe yes. that your difference is there for a reason, that on mm-hmm. a soul level, you chose to come here and take the harder road, the challenging mm-hmm. road, the deep, dark road yes. where you got lost for a little while, where you emerge then to just be yourself, to shine mm-hmm. your light like you did, Jen, mm-hmm. and to show others that you can shine your light too. It's okay. Yes. You don't have to be the same as me or Jen, no. but you can yes. just be you. <laughs> it's great why don't you just be you for a while (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's so beautiful to see you know and it's and everything serves a purpose and everything has meaning you know and everyone and all their special you know unique gifts and uh just who they are and you know we talked about the children and everyone learns differently everyone experiences the world differently and there's all these labels put onto that and we are a very feeling type of being. We do navigate the world from that place and it would be different for all, you know, in different ways and expressions. And And I didn't want anyone to feel isolated in that, you know, and working with clients who are experiencing deep grief from lost one, loved ones, you know, um, missing them. I wanted them to know they're still here. They're probably in the room with us now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and they've got their pets and their dogs and everybody's yeah. here, you know, yeah. and we're all having a good time. We can still all have a good time together. Yeah. And, you know, I experienced um, some very sudden loss in my life. Uh, my cousin Damon passed away when he was uh, 23. And uh, when I tell close. you something, Jen. <laughs> Before I came on, and I'm smiling now, (laughs) before I came on with you, and I thought, if she mentions that name, I'm just going to burst out laughing. (laughs) Because before I came on, as I said to my client, you know, I had texted you and I said, I'll be with you as soon as I can. And I felt like this male energy coming up the stairs with me, and he was called Damon. And I said, I've never heard that name in Ireland, so you must belong to Jen. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that is so amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. <laughs> so he's here with us cheering you on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> of course. Wow. And this is how they this is how they show up. And isn't that the most beautiful thing in the world? You know, uh, chatting to you in Ireland here, you know, in Canada. And there's Damon, you know, crossing beside me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, that's why I, they can be, you know, anywhere with you. Anywhere. And it's, for, and because you probably feel his energy all the time yes but yes. the fact is and I because I know I, I have a great sense of humor and so have you the fact <laughs> that he showed up you know on my staircase and walked up with yes. me so he could t- say hi to his cousin in Canada is like you know you're going to get a good laugh out of this and he would do that you know and that that's the personality of him but in his passing again you know I was fairly young he was young but he lived life to the fullest and uh, he had Down syndrome, but that was not a barrier for our connection. And we still connect, you know, and had so much fun. And he just had the biggest love, the most unconditional love, and just expressed in every such a way that he was such a, you know, mentor and guide and continues to be, <laughs> as you see, showing up in these amazing places mm-hmm. along with me. And you know, I experienced that and then another sudden passing and then my dad's sudden passing and 
So there was a lot of sudden, but knowing that that connection doesn't sever, it never severs. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Shivers again up and down my spine. Yeah. I love it. And again, you know, and I think I said this to uh, one of my guests, um, Helen Kelly, and she spoke about the loss of her brother and that she now knows she has a connection with Mm. him, you know, even after his passing, but Uh. it took her a while to understand that and to feel that. And again, Mm. there's many people out and they're listening and they're going, I don't feel that connection with my parent or my sibling or my partner. And they want it so desperately because they feel so lost without them. What Mm -hmm. would you suggest to them, Jen, when they're feeling that and they really want that connection so badly? Yes. And it is a little bit challenging, too. And even some moments, you know, when spirit speaks to somebody else on for me, it's because I'm having difficulty connecting to my family as well, you know, and that we can get in our own way Mm. some of the time. And uh, my mom still deep in grief over the loss of my dad. And, you know, yesterday was Valentine's and she was writing him, you know, a love letter and a card and, Mm -hmm. and things. And I said, mom, that's the way that, you know, you're still connecting, you know, he's there receiving this from you. And she so desperately says, you know, I want to feel that. And I can see in her grief that that is sort of the, the block that sort of you know, creates a block because I can feel my dad there. I can feel him receiving and sending. And uh, she has that, you know, in her grief saying no. So no is an energetic block, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, I really strongly believe in the law of attraction and the way that energy works. Uh, It doesn't die, but it, it, it will stop if we say this is where it stops yeah (laughs) if we put up a barrier saying no it's not happening uh, I don't see it and oftentimes we don't see it because we're looking so hard (laughs) for it Mm -hmm. and we're also expecting it to show up in a certain way yes so um that could also put up a block I've seen this with clients as well I just want to hear this one word you know I just Mm want to hear them say this and then I'll know it's them but they're sending all these other amazing messages through and it could be through a song it could be you know through a bird that Mm. maybe you just saw come by Uh, it could be through numbers a lot of you know times that happens coins Mm. um and I find if you really want to reestablish that connection or create a connection with your loved ones in spirit just talk to them as we are talking Sharon you know have that conversation and maybe you feel some resistance and say no they're not answering sometimes they answer back to us in our own voice and we're often expecting to hear them Mm. as as we remember their voice you know and sometimes they do respond with our voice and that's how we hear sometimes we'll see uh or we'll just have that knowingness that Mm. feeling like oh that's their energy coming in but we want to disregard that really quickly because it seems illogical it seems like we can't prove it or you know, if we tell somebody, they might not believe. And then that just sort of destroys our feeling of that connection. Mm-hmm. And I would say, just start having that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, just start it and, and just allow and observe, you know, how you feel, pick into your senses, you know, are you feeling their energy? Uh, you know, a lot of times loved ones, especially grandparents, they like to come and they do, you know, this with the hair with the little ones. And, uh, you know, as they did as a child and, you know, we can, it can be ever so slightly, but we just want to maybe bring some awareness to that, observe and see if there's anything different. 
and yeah. we can we can create that connection Mm, so beautiful and it's so true you know and I'm smiling because for me it's about really slowing down and I go back to little Jen as a child and going into nature and communing with Mm. the rocks and the trees and (laughs) the fairies and opening up that sense of wonder and imagination and allowing things to open up allowing that flow Mm. and opening the mind not closing it down to it has to be this way or it can't be any other way and right. just you know it's like they're gone that's it but we want we're still looking for that connection so badly and they're going mm. you have it oh you're so <laughs> lucky you have it and you're going but you mm. can have it too yes. it's just sitting and just as you said Jen it's having the conversation it's yeah. just speaking mm. from your heart and I'd say even if it's mm. silently in your mind but you're right. speaking from your heart and mm. your tears are falling down your face mm. your loved one can hear you They are with you. They are responding to you with love, Mm -hmm. but it's to open up and feel the love. But sometimes you said the grief is too heavy to allow that love in. Mm -hmm. And maybe they will get there and maybe they won't. But Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful advice, as you said, is just start the conversation, start the connection and believe that it's there. Believe it's there until you feel it. And when you feel it, you can say it to your imagination all you want, (laughs) but so what? You'll have felt it. It'll be great. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) And Jen, so all of this lovely work you offer to your local clients and to your international clients, and I'll be giving you know, your website and your Instagram, all of that on the show notes as well and tagging you when I publish the podcast so everyone can Thank connect you, to Jen. Follow her, <laughs> please. Give her your love and support. I said so. Ooh. I'm only joking, but please do. <laughs> and then check out her website and see if you feel you resonate with Jen's energy like I did. And maybe there's something Jen can help you with in your life. But go and check it out. If I always say if you're curious or if you kind of feel fascinated yes. by it, go and look it up, you know, and say, I wonder if, and just have a little, you know, wander and connect with Jen. Um, I love this about you as well, and that you have started a van life, or you (laughs) did start a van life journey with your partner and your chihuahuas. Yes. (laughs) Tell me about the van life journey. (laughs) So we, you know, I just get this uh, call that uh, I've bought a van and I'm putting a couch in it and let's go for a drive. And I thought, well, I've never done that before. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. Wow. <laughs> and in our beautiful province here, Ontario and Canada is quite large to drive across. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we just started traveling in that way, spending days out on the road and seeing these incredible views, uh, untouched raw nature, just, you know, us in the van mm. and our chihuahuas came along, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have much. We put a couch in, we put a bed in, we put a bucket in for our washroom, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then off we went. <laughs> wow. No, Simplicity no, yes. and adventures. Yes. And we just, things just started to unfold. We found places to stay, you know, we met people along the way that connected us. And then, you know, 2020 came along and we know what we experienced through that, the restrictions and mm-hmm. all the things that people went through. And um, my partner said, let's drive, you know, west. And I'm from, you know, uh, BC, you know, I was born in Victoria, BC, Canada. And so west is home 
also to me, which mm. everywhere is home, really. But, yeah. you know, that's uh, the birthplace. And um, so let's head west. And we did. We started, you know, in the van and we our sprinter van and headed west with uh, my partner's son and our chihuahuas. So the three of us and oh, we wow. had oh, we had puppies as well. So we probably had about five chihuahuas along and <laughs> or more. The whole like, family. Yes, the whole family. <laughs> wow. And, and traveled across, but we, we reached this part in Alberta and uh, the van broke down. And we thought, what now? And where do we go? And we found this RV park to stay. Uh, and my partner was searching for different opportunities and said, wouldn't it be funny if we were campground managers? And I thought, yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Surely we got the job and we spent the season there and made our way back, you know, and it's a four day drive across uh, through the provinces. And um, then we went back again last year and did the same thing and came back, you know, wow. and now um, and actually in the place, Sharon, where I took some of my first really big steps and it's my friend's farm and they've invited us to stay on their gorgeous land. And um this is the time that I really found myself because there's so much nature around here. I started moving. I started feeling better. And, and she and her family have been a great support uh, in encouragement, uplifting, very positive mm -hmm. and just allowing me to be. And I looked after the farm, you know, when they went away on their adventures. And now we're back here again where I took my first big steps and I walked which was very difficult. I hadn't walked in such a long time. Mm. And I walked down the driveway and I thought I might not make it back because this is very difficult. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it back. <laughs> and, you know, and, and so it's been this incredible travel really, you know, around and, you know, now we have a trailer and a, and a, you know, our beautiful homestead here and, and we can still travel and, and see, just see so much, you know, and connect with incredible souls. We met so many great people along the way and, and people just showed up, you know, we were in trouble. There was a challenge or something and we just found our way. We got really resourceful and just saw the most incredible things along the way. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. It's like yes. those little steps and then those wheels then taking, yes. you know, a <laughs> Isn't it just beautiful that, again, mm -hmm. to trust that feeling and trust, you know, I'm not right. sure where we're going or where we're going nope. to end up, <laughs> but this feels good and it feels right. And I'm allowing myself yes. the freedom to do so. I just mm -hmm. think that's beautiful, Jen. And especially when you look back to where you were in the darkness and mm. looking at yourself now, aren't you so proud of the Jen that was in the darkness that found that little spark of light and started to focus on it and where it has brought her today. Yes, yes. It's amazing to look back and, and oftentimes I will go back and visit her, you know, and, yeah. and say, look, <laughs> look yeah. what we've seen. Look at you us know, look, now and look, look where we're going. Now. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Amazing. And it's just, you know, and to find those moments where people, you know, that may be experiencing some similar things to find mm. those moments of celebration of, you know, little victories for me was just having a shower. Yeah, me you know, too. Getting to know, the bathroom, getting just, as far just, yeah. as the bathroom was That's a victory. Right. Don't mind the shower. Yes, <laughs> I know exactly. Walking across the hall, yes, you know, it yeah. was getting up out of the bed and feeling like I wanted to have a shower. That was even, you know, yeah. a step before the shower. 
you know, and celebrating those moments. Uh, When I came here to the farm, it was a big adventure for me as well. I'd never had been like that. And I never experienced, you know, this kind of atmosphere, you know, this beautiful nature around me Mm. and these loving people who just loved me. And I didn't have to do anything for it, you know, just like family. Yeah. yeah, just be me. And, you know, just as, you know, certain friends and family, you know, have done. Mm. And and it's just amazing to to feel that. And and it can be done. And and we've done it, you know. Wow. And yeah. That is yes. so beautiful, Jen. And, mm-hmm. and you can even see it, you know. And as mm-hmm. I said, you've given me the shivers a few times as we've been <laughs> speaking throughout the podcast. And your energy really is vibrating that sense of mm-hmm. adventure. And but what really I feel. And I keep hearing the word is a sense of belonging. Yes. And it's not in the world per se, but it's within yourself, within this human body, this physical temple that you have chosen, you know, to inhabit. It's a sense of belonging within yourself. It really Mm -hmm. feels so beautiful and strong. Yes. Yes. And it's it's quite a it does give you that sort of chills kind of teary eyed feeling doesn't it to to feel that arrival you know that belonging it's like oh I'm here I didn't feel here for a long time but here I am yeah (laughs) and I know that might be hard for people to understand but being here it's not being here in Ireland or being here in Canada but it's being here with yourself and being present with all the achievements, the celebration, but also with the other things that we have to face, the other challenges that we go through on our own daily Mm -hmm. basis, but being here with them and not wanting to run under the covers and hide in the darkness any longer. There's the difference, isn't it, Jen? Exactly that, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it's just being here for yourself. And what Mm -hmm. you had said earlier is learning to nurture yourself and ask yourself what it is I need today. How can I give myself what I need today and stop mm-hmm. waiting on somebody else to give it to you. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Lovely. So you're a gypsy soul who is ever curious, <laughs> devoted to self-awareness, wellness mm-hmm. and discovery. Well, you're proof of that. A hundred percent proof of it. <laughs> and you're currently working on your first book, Natural Intelligence, encompassing our natural connection to all things. That is yes. wonderful. When is this going to be out? Uh, we should set a deadline, shouldn't we, Sharon? <laughs> I think it would be nice. When I was writing my first book, I could have, I like I wrote it over years because it was my right. diary of my de- deepest, darkest mm. thoughts. And when the publisher said to me, okay, it has to be ready by such a thing, I went, oh, no, I can't put mm. that out in the public eye. It's just everything. <laughs> so I yeah. scrapped it and I wrote it from a very different perspective, a more wow. loving perspective of mm. myself and Love of it. where I had come from and where I was. And even mm-hmm. if I wasn't technically where I was going, it was, again, those hopes of yes. maybe where it was going to lead me that it had brought me this far. I was safe now. Yes. <clears throat> but there was a belie- be- belief back then that I wasn't safe or I could ever be safe Mm. so it was that's what my story the intention was to Mm. say you know you can feel safe you can be Mm. in love with who you are even if you're not perfect or what society wants you can love who you are and but the deadline was brilliant Jen the deadline for me made me kind of say okay if I say I'm going to write one chapter every month right and how many chapters would I like to write 
And then another tip I would give is just write something every day. Just write one page every day. And when yes. you start writing, then you'll go, oh, but I'll just write this other bit. Next thing you have three pages written. <laughs> yes, right, right. You know, so yeah. maybe just put yourself and say, okay, I won't think about a deadline, but maybe what I'll do is just, you know, purposely say I'm going to write something every day. Right. Whether yes. it's for the book or not, but that way it will flow a little bit better and you'll be inspired by nature. Just sit back, let it flow, because I would say, just like you and your personality and your energy, this is going to be a beautiful book that so many people are going to learn a lot from, from you, you and sir. the book, you know, so yes. natural intelligence. That's lovely. Thank you. Sarah. I never knew we oh. had natural intelligence going right. to school. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> oh, you it. have to have the laugh. You have to have the laugh. It's true. Yes, that's yeah. that's essential. Yes. Along if there's the way. <laughs> anything you would like to leave our listeners with, Jen, after this most beautiful and heartfelt conversation, what would you like to say to our listeners? Thank you, Sharon. I, I really appreciate the time we've spent together and that we could share our journey, you know, mm-hmm. and I can feel you don't feel alone when you start to share and and it may be scary and you may feel vulnerable and you may feel afraid. Um, but also when you connect to another in any way, shape or form, you know, you've made that connection and suddenly the world becomes this place where, where you feel like you belong mm-hmm. and, you know, be that person that's a little bit different because you're inspiring others to be that person that they may have put away from such a long time. You know, and if you're feeling your intuition or an opportunity presents itself and you're thinking, that's strange, where did that come from? You know, that's that divine inspiration, you know, leading us. We're not alone. Mm -hmm. We're fully supported always. Uh, We may not always see where that source is coming from, but it's there and, and know that you're loved. And no matter which way, shape or form you choose to express, you know, keep going, keep, keep finding that little spark that that leads you to the next and to the next. Jen Kroll, it has been an absolute pleasure in connecting Mm. with your energy and Mm. just loved our chat. And it's just been beautiful. It really has. And you are a very, very bright shining star in the world. So thank you so much, Jen. Thank you, Sharon. Oh, my pleasure. Lovely. (laughs) Shivers everywhere again. Yes, indeed. (laughs) I want to thank you all for listening. Um, to myself and Jen, as you all know, we will share openly our stories. I do that with all my guests as they share with me. So I can't ask everyone else to be real and honest if I can't be that or we can't be that. Jen, isn't it true? Yes. So we're sharing with you only so that you can see that we weren't always, you know, smiling and happy. There was days when we were crying into the pillow, schnapps and all, and yes. didn't want to get out. <laughs> but you know what? you don't have to be up every day. You don't have to be shining your light so, so bright Mm -hmm. every day, but just so you connect to your own light, just for you. Mm -hmm. If it's only for you right now, that's enough, you know? Yes. It'll shine when it wants to shine, but just connect Mm -hmm. to it for yourself, for you, because it is in there, I promise you. Mm -hmm. And you just have to allow yourself to feel it, you know, because it's not always the darkest places you know, Mm. that you can go to within. There's some beautiful places that are full of light as well and want to nurture you. So Jen Kroll is on Instagram, Jen Kroll 
psychic starlight. Isn't that an amazing, I could nearly see you as a superhero (laughs) character in a book or a movie or something as well. I love it. (laughs) And as I said, I will share your website details on the show notes as well. And when I post it and I just wish you all the love in the world, the success that you deserve you know, in whatever shape or form you want that to be, or it arrives mm. into the from the universe to you. Mm. But the one thing I just can wish for you is continued love and adventure mm. and joy and freedom in your life, Jen. Thank you. And to you, Sharon, you know, and little Sharon and all the versions of Sharon, yeah. you know, spreading this love and joy and light, you know, um, such an inspiration. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Oh, my goodness. I stay all day. Thank you, Jen. (laughs) And thank you to my listeners. And I look forward to connecting to you all again soon.